0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. The drought that won't stop, barge prices climb, and sentences in forced labor case. Expanding drought heightens wheat concerns. Drought continues to spread across the country this fall and it's starting to raise concerns about winter wheat crops. According to this week's drought monitor, 63% of the continental U.S. is rated in moderate to exceptional, that D1 to D4 drought. That's the largest amount under drought since September 2012, when 65.5% was rated in D1 to 4 If you add the areas that are rated abnormally dry, the total area that's dry or in drought tops 84% the largest amount since the drought monitor started in 1999. The wheat concern. Well, all three major wheat regions, the Pacific Northwest, the Central and the Southern Plains, and Mid-South and Lower Midwest are experiencing varying degrees of dryness, said USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. We're seeing some difficulty with getting this 2023 winter wheat crop emerged and established before dormancy during the winter months, he said. At the end of last week, 49% of the winter wheat crop emerged, which is behind the five-year average, 56%. Keep in mind, we're heading into the third straight winter with La Nina conditions, and that's expected to keep the drought going across the southwest, southern plains, and into the southeast. The last time we had three straight La Niñas was between 1998 and 2001. Before that, it was the 1970s. Mississippi River barge prices climb after rainfall. There has been some rain across the middle of the country in recent days, and as a result, barge rates in St. Louis increased 22% this week as rainfall gave the drought starved Mississippi an extra foot and a half of water. Grain transportation began to pick back up. USDA says the St. Louis barge rate jumped from $72.58 per ton last week to $88.46 per ton this week. Most barge companies, however, are still struggling to meet current shipping commitments, the agency reports. Take note, demand for barges in November and December and early next year has shot far above last year's levels, that due to current shipping constraints. At $51.61 per ton, the St. Louis rate for November is 384% higher than it was last year. The January rate at $33 a ton is 265% higher. We'll have more Agripulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson-Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson-Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to Agripulse Daybreak. Ukraine trying to make up corn sales to China. For months, it wasn't possible for Ukraine to export corn to China, but Ukraine is trying to get as much of that business as possible now that three of its ports in Odessa are open under the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Ukraine shipped 83,000 metric tons of corn to China in September alone, and the country is trying to, quote, export as much as possible while the initiative is in effect. That according to the consulting firm UK Agriconsult. consult the firm is optimistic Ukraine, Turkey, Russia, and the United Nations will strike another deal to extend the initiative, which is set to expire November 19th. Now take note, U.S. exports of corn to China ramping up in the review 2022-23 marketing year that started September 1. Chinese buyers contracted to buy 157,800 metric tons of U.S. corn in the third week of October, and the U.S. shipped 218,600 tons to China between October 14th and 20th, according to the latest USDA weekly data. USFS got help from weather this year. The Forest Service has gotten some help from the favorable weather patterns this year. That factor plus some strategic pre-positioning for firefighting resources means the country hasn't seen the large devastating fires of recent years. Association USFS Chief Angela Coleman says in an interview for AgriPulse Newsmakers. In the southwest, we did see some pretty devastating activity, but by and large, the agency was very aggressive in the initial attack, and it paid off with the help of the weather, with the help of our resources being pre-positioned, she said. Newsmakers will be available later today at agripulse.com. Vets to FDA. Speed drug approvals. The American Veterinary Medical Association is calling on the FDA to speed the review and approval process for animal drugs. The agency held a public meeting this week on recommendations for reauthorization of the Animal Generic Drug User Fee Act. And Mark Lutz-Johnning, Director of Government Relations at AVMA, said FDA Center for Veterinary Medicine should look into the review process used by other regulatory agencies to shorten the time it takes to approve products for U.S. markets. Authorization for the user fees expires in 2023. FDA must submit a plan to Congress by January 15th poultry company ordered to pay OSHA fines. A Pennsylvania poultry processor must pay $162,000 after being found in civil contempt for not paying the fines which were imposed by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration after a 2016 inspection found numerous safety hazards. The ruling by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals against Birdsboro Kosher Farms Corporation gives the company 20 days to pay the fines or come up with a payment plan and show it has corrected the violations. The company ignored a court order issued in 2020, and a subsequent inspection found similar violations, OSHA says. Here's today's He Said It. Using coercive, deceptive, and fraudulent practices to exploit individuals' immigration status to engage in a pattern of forced labor for financial gain is appalling that U.S. Attorney Roger Handberg for the Middle District of Florida. Three individuals were sentenced yesterday for their work with a farm labor contracting company accused of victimizing H-2A workers from Mexico. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.